Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. I'm glad I just remembered that for a brief moment there. I forgot what I was saying. I'm your host, Erica Lance, my co-host. I'm doing great today. Way too many ciders already had in my possession. Maybe we didn't eat dinner yet. It's fine. Okay, my co-host C.R. <laughs> Rice and our guest for the second round of Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs is Danielle Orsino, dressed as... I'm not going to say what she's dressed as. You got to look at the YouTube episode. So that's how we're going to operate here. Okay. Let's talk about, oh, we are sponsored. Did I already say this part? No, we're sponsored by Skunk Brothers Spirits. You can check them out at Skunk Brothers. I'm doing so great tonight. You are. Um, You are. uh, The coupon code is DWA10. I'm telling you that blueberry cinnamon. I, I need to just, I've been drinking their whiskey. I need to just get that. But tonight, I maybe went in my refrigerator and found all the extra leftover ciders that I hadn't drunk. I did finish my Ice Spice Baby by Flat Rock. If you guys can get this, I'm telling you, these ciders, the one thing about these ciders, this can's empty now, is that they're not really sugary. So that's what I will say. Unlike a lot of ciders that are super sugary and they're hard to drink yeah, more than one. Okay, this one is Cherry Poppins. Which I just realized maybe their story, what would it complicate things are really quite simple with a blend of fresh cherries. Okay, anyway, it's way too much for me to read right now. But it's cherry poppins with Mary Poppins. It's fine. I'm glad I'm entertaining nice. CR. CR, what are you drinking? I, I am having so much fun. Um, I am having green tea with vodka and I spiced up a little bit of cranberry today. Because what last name this drink, it? we had an agreement that this drink would have a name by the time you came on another podcast. He said I needed to call it call it bougie. Okay, because that's he's been name. calling me bougie all the time. He's saying like now my green tea is bougie. <laughs> okay, that's not a name. Corey is a- Tell Corey I reject <laughs> that on many levels, and I need an actual name for this drink. Okay, anyway. I'm gonna do it. 
Speaking of bougie, a horseman drink. We should, we should call it a four horseman drink. Like the green. Yeah. yeah. No, right now I'm not going to be good at thinking of names for drinks. It's not going to be a good, good thing. Danielle, you have an amazing goblet to which you are drinking a very bougie drink as well. What are you drinking? I'm drinking barefoot bruscato blueberry. <laughs> I know. All right. What's but so it's, in, it's in a goblet. Is- it's that's an amazing goblet but what's so funny about that is you were such a fucking badass and then you're like i'm drinking blueberry moscato i know <laughs> because she can defend herself as somebody tries to talk shit she can be like yes i'll do this yeah. and he'll, i won't even spill a drop and i will break no, this just gonna, metal like, goblet over your face i'm gonna like I mean, just that, toss it to the other point. hand as i do it Right, that's you don't want to spill it. That's just disrespectful. No, that's just wasting, wasting good, 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 good okay. Moscato. Moscato. It's not really. I, I think you can bust it over somebody's face. You can get more Moscato. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, a four hundred dollar bottle. It's no, it's not fucking blueberry Moscato. I'm not gonna lie. I'll tell you, there's actually I should have it on this podcast. My daughter has a winery that's near her house that does peach and blackberry wine. It's like separate, Ooh. one peach, one blackberry. Ooh. That sounds good. I forget the name of it. It's in a bottle in my fridge. I will do it on this podcast Ooh. at some point so everybody can drink along with me with it. Okay. This is supposed to be rapid fire questions, and I've been way too drunk to do that, obviously, tonight. But, Danielle, since okay. you have been on this podcast before, we're not going to do the usual, the usual. So what is um, the best book you've read in the last year? Uh, Million Dollar Demon by Kim Harrison. Well, okay. Why did you love that book? Because uh, I was funny. dying for her to bring back uh, all the characters. I wanted her to, because I didn't, I didn't love the way she ended the Hollow series. So I was kind of psyched to see everybody, Rachel and all them come back. So I was very excited about that. So did I loved it. Did she do it. a good job with that? Uh, I thought she did. I know a lot of people didn't like it. They thought Rachel was too whiny, but I was all in. Well, that's all that matters that you like it, as we have yeah. learned from the reviews of our books. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> the next question is, and I kind of already know the answer to the second part of this question, but what has been your favorite book to movie or TV series? Uh, book to movie to TV series. You know what? I did. Um, I like The Witcher a lot. Mm. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I was surprised at how much I, I didn't think it was something that I was going to love, but I really liked it. I think Cavill kind of sold me on it. Cavill um, in and leather liked, pants in a bathtub can sell me on anything. Freaking kidding me. Damn straight. I wish I do. You know what? Either. I was able, I got invited to see like the, the premiere of the second, uh, second season, the first episode, and then sit for his interview. And he just sold me on how, he is just as a person that interview that he did and his whole uh, how he takes critiques and criticism like I was just sold on him in general and how he prepped for the part all of it like I was like yeah I like you dude no I, I, I'm glad that he's likable I didn't care yeah. because I liked him in the bathtub in the leather pants so he could yeah. be a complete he could do no wrong off screen I would still be very happy with both of these things it's funny. My yep. boyfriend's like, cause he watched the Witcher. Cause I was, I have to go back and forth for work. And he's like, I watched the Witcher and I'm like, that's okay. I need to do that by myself anyway. 
Yeah, exactly. There's just, some things that you just need to watch by yourself. There's some things you just do alone. And yes. Cavill is one of them. So yes. yeah, I was I, in on The Witcher. Um, and then obviously the first Wonder Woman I was pretty happy with. Very good. I don't know if that counts, but you know. Yeah, I don't want to talk about what they do. Uh, that didn't even really the go. Second one. None of those things went based off of any comments or anything. Like No, but I think they did. It, it, it's some justice in the first one. I was not dis- Absolutely. But yeah. the second one, I was like, you are robbing no, not- Cheetah of all that is happening. We don't the discuss the second one. I, I almost act like, like that's why I'm excited for Flashpoint, because I feel like it'll just erase the second one. So I'm just... I don't think so, but um, what yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned something, I think in the last episode or on the break, sometime when we've been talking, there's liquor, mm-hmm. it's fine, it's fine, mm-hmm. um, uh, was your least favorite book, that, I'm glad you're so amused tonight, CR. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> like, this is probably one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> I, that's because I have you and Danielle on this podcast. It's making it amazing. I also want to point well, out. Yes, if I'm there, it's always amazing. Look how like, orange this looks. It's actually red. That's really, anyway. Okay, really? sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's red. It's bright red. That's so weird. Look, oh, at- I thought it was really weird that you had like a winter beer and then you were doing like a fall style beer. I thought you were going uh, to Yeah, like, I thought it was Halloween. A theme. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, I thought yes. it was Are you no, that's sure? That's exactly what I was doing. I was theming Are out the. Sure? <laughs> ciders that were in the bottom of my fridge in a drawer that I found today. Mm-hmm. Um, out my beer closet. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to come hit those taps behind you. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to be like, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about your least favorite book to movie or TV series, Wheel of Time. Go ahead. Let's talk about that. Um, I, 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 all right, look, I didn't bother reading Wheel of Time because, uh, yeah, I just didn't. I watched the series. I did not understand it. Uh, it was from the beginning. I figured out who the dragon was. It wasn't like they hit it all that well. Oh my God. Um, I just, it was jumbled. I don't know if it was the editing. I just. Uh, okay. So here is the best. I love that you said that because me and Rick Hines were talking about this on his podcast, which airs before yours. So people listening will know. Um, they jumped around in the series from so the books. And I said to him, I said, I, my biggest problem with this is anybody who has not read the books is going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Didn't like, just do a podcast where the girls said they did an amazing job with it? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's okay. <laughs> don't, don't call her out. I didn't, don't call out people. Well, I ne- first of all, I never remember names. I will remember your face before I remember your name. It's just what's going to happen. I didn't think the but special like, effects were that great. I just, I mean, at one point, the first time you saw Moran as she was like doing all the elemental stuff, I'm like, they got a strobe light under her. That's it. Like, I'm like, did, did we, did we get a movement coach? Did we do, I just was like, I'm expecting so much more out of this. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. I know they aged up everybody that they were really kids in the book. And here we're like 20 something. I don't know. It just, to me, it was somewhat predictable. So I was like, all right, I will I got say it. you, I would read the wheel of time. The thing about it is, it's a very good young adult coming of age story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, set going through this entire thing. And it's, it is a journey that they do. Anyway, we can go on. I felt it was gonna... a little rushed. Yes. Like if was... I was looking at it, it felt very rushed and condensed. Same thing with like discovery of witches. 
which I, I watched up through the latest season. I read the books, loved the books. But when I watched the show, I'm like, this is so rushed. You didn't which is get insane Diana and because if you have seasons, like, are you freaking kidding me? You know. Why are we doing all three books in three excuse seasons? Excuse me. I have to get CR back on the right track because oh. she is usually the voice of reason. CR, I'm sorry. Please explain how one should view any movies or TV shows <sighs> Listen, based I'm on a little book sensitive or comic about book. this stuff right now. Uh, I'm a little sensitive. My, you are very but, sensitive. Yes, I am. Don't fuck with my authors, dude. Mess okay, with everybody but, else is. Okay. But here's what I typically do is I look at it like fan fiction because it's what you're, you should do yes, because there's I no agree. way you're going to see it in that way. So I do a fantastic job of that until today. Uh, apparently we've caught CR on a good day. I've literally talked about another podcast when she's not the host. <laughs> How I've really taken to heart what CR said about the <laughs> fan fiction thing, and I can let it go because I get overly fucking emotional about what they do yes. to books and movies. I, I'm like, maybe she has a right viewpoint, and then she gets on the show and she's like, "Fuck everybody!" <laughs> no, but I so get it's one of those things. Fan fiction and that, like that, that lens of if somebody's interpreting it. So I right. get what you're saying. But like in the case of Discovery of Witches, you're right. You have seasons to do this. Why take three books and put it in three seasons? I'm sorry. You friggin' rushed it because I did not feel like Diana and Matthew were all that close. Like I'm looking at it going, this is this great love story. And we, yeah. Yeah, but you guys have to realize they didn't, they didn't write this for you. Yeah. No, they, exactly. They wrote it for somebody who did not read the book technically. Exactly, because you I got to prepare for there's that. Been, I mean, there's some mm-hmm. that are, are good. Like, if I have to go, which ones are good? But there's not a lot that, you know, it's actually very funny. The other day I was thinking, I said this on the last podcast, was there's a book called Where the Red Fern Grows. And it's an older book, yes. and it's a, yes. it's a childhood book. I love the book. And they did a movie called Where the Red Fern Grows. It is a great fucking adaptation of that book. It is an amazing adaptation. Make you cry your eyes out. Just so you know, it's like Old Yeller on steroids. It's very sad because you have a sad dog and a sad kid. Like it's a whole thing. But what's really interesting too is um, I think that a lot of the, the TV shows that are created, they sit and they go, how how do people want to see this? What are people going to resonate to? Where do mm-hmm. they want it? Kind of your point where you have a slow burn on the romance of your books because it is logical and it makes sense and everything like that. But, but there are people like that read, look how many fucking Hallmark movies are made every year because people want to see that formulaic and mm-hmm. no in three days after a snow blizzard. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. you want. I, I fucking hate Hallmark movies. I do not enjoy fucking Hallmark movies. I'm one of the few people, but I acknowledge my friends that love Hallmark movies. I just go, oh my God, that blue puppy is chewing the fake snow on the ground and pulling it up and everything. It's like, gonna die. Yes. I do the same thing. There was like, we were watching something and the deer was like eating the fake snow. I'm like, is nobody paying attention to this right now? I know you all see this. <laughs> but... I'm not that audience, but there are literally millions of people that love these fucking movies. 
Like, there's one mm-hmm. with Vanessa Hustinson. What is it? The Queen and I? What the fuck is that movie called? Anyway, yeah, the one where she switches. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The switch or the yeah. queen switch? I want the. It's been the Chelsea. Been you need to Google times. this. We're saying the wrong title. Vanessa Hutchinson. There's like fucking four of these movies, and she switches yes. between herself, some queen fucking thing, and then there's another evil one there. She's like plays 12 characters by now in this The Princess movie. Switch. Thank you. Yes. Oh my God, gigantic pile of garbage. And all like, I can tell you about it is. Before they know what happened. Um, gigantic pile of garbage, but everybody loves this. I get the people love it. It's okay. That's the whole fan system of it. Okay. So we're going to get to more fun things. If you could be any supernatural creature other than the one you are right now, (laughs) what would you be? Uh, I'd probably go vampire. Which kind kind of vampire though? Um, oh geez. I'd go traditional, like, blade style, you know, like, normal, not Twilight crap. So not like, Twilight, but out. not Buffy. So like Yeah, but just... the, bl- like, blade-type vampire, where you're half vampire, or actually the vampires in blade? Uh, no, like, Janine Frost kind of vampires, like, can't go out during the day, blood-sucking at night kind of things. Okay. Like Anne Rice. Let's go Anne Rice style. Like traditional. Okay. I'm going traditional. I got to be old. So we're not going here. like Nosferatu, but we're not doing no, Buffy. Not, yeah, no. We're I going to look human. You yeah, just can't go in the hot. sunlight. Can't go in the sun. Yeah, I don't go in the sun as it is. This Wednesday, Adam's looks takes a long none, time. None of us go in the sun. Look at all of us. Yeah. We're pasty yeah. fuckers. Like it's a you know, thing. And I live in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I recently. But you still don't go in the sun, so, so I, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Um, yeah, CR, what kind of vampire would you be if you had to choose a realm to be a vampire? What realm? I would I'm totally. Gonna... Yeah, I would do the same thing, but I'd go like the the Damon Salvatore route, where like I'd be super fucking adorable, lure people in, and then just go to mass murdering spree. Okay, Funzies. I want to yeah. be Pam from True Blood. I'm calling that. Because oh, that's yeah. not fair. Yep, yeah, I would be paying so much fucking true yes. blood in a heartbeat. We'll meet up yep. on the weekends and and we'll go cause mayhem together. I love that. Yes. I love that. I love yes. that. Damn okay. Bad. Um, if you could be, why am I asking your questions? Why am I because every time I, I don't know. Because you keep chewing okay. ice. Ask your question. It's because I froze some of the green tea into the stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got really intricate with this time. You better come up with a fucking name for this goddamn drink. I'm sw- seriously. We're going to have to pick one of the four horsemen, and that's what it's going to be called. Yeah, I was going to say, like, pestilence. And I'll make four like of gotta, them. Yeah. I'll make four different ones. And then we'll, like, I'll there make a full little glass. We got a whole plan on the next break. Yep. Okay. So if you could be any character, any character in any of your favorite books, but you have to live their life, who would it be? You can't any of my favorite books. Like you have to be a that character and live their life. So if they do know what's coming, yeah. Anita Blake, Laurel K. Hamilton, man. Oh Jesus Christ on a cross! I'm I'm committed to that. (laughs) I knew that would get you. It's fucking insane. This series would get you. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Couldn't help it. Had to go there. (laughs) Throwing shit. That series makes me so mad. And yet I, I know, but she's got a damn good book. life. 
Anita's got a damn good life, though. Well, that's because she's every supernatural creature ever Exactly. That doesn't even make sense. That would bother me on a fundamental level. Oh, no. It does. I can tell you the exact book in that series that tips the scales into insanity. Anyway. uh, Anyway. Okay, Okay. so which character would you want to be your friend? Um, Cat from Janine Frost's series. Night Huntress series. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. What is a ridiculous superstition that you have? Oh God, I've got so many of them. Um, When I sit to write, I have to, I I have to have my music playing. Uh, My puppies have to be on my blue chair. They can't be like on the floor. They have to be on the blue chair. It's, I, I know, I know. And yeah, like I have to have my music on. Everything has to be, the curtains have to be open. Like everything has to be in its place in order for me to have like my good vibe going. Or oh, else like I can't. You if you saw the way I write then. <laughs> I can't, you know, like I could be, and that's like when I start the editing process. Like when I'm ready to, okay, here we go. Like it all has to, I have to be ready to flow and get like the juju going or else like I'm ready to just lose my mind. I don't know why the puppies like have to be around. I have to be ready to, ready to rock and roll or else. Yeah. I'm just, I, I lose it. I don't know. I get no, like funny not, about the writing. No, it's right. in ridiculous positions. <laughs> what is that? What is, what is the, I like the weird food combination question. Look, I'm making CRF uh, questions. Yes. I'm such a great What host. is your what is your favorite weird food? No, oh god, this would traumatize me. What is your favorite weird food combination? <laughs> weird food. I, I'm so fucking boring. Um, I'm sorry. You were sitting there dressed as a day with glitter on your face, and you're like, "I'm boring." Yes, I am boring. Like when it comes to eating, because I eat the same crap every day. I eat. This is like for lunch. I have the same thing every day. One egg turkey cheddar cheese on sunflower gluten-free bread like that's what i eat it's so friggin' boring um for dinner it's the same crap it's like avocado okay so then what's your your guilty pleasure oh i'm a chocolate fanatic like anything chocolate what's something weird you mix with chocolate um Okay. Sometimes I can't tell if I want something salty or chocolate. I will take sugar cookie M&Ms. I don't know if you've had these. They had it for Christmas. They were the greatest things in the whole wide world. Sugar cookie M&Ms. And I will take lime uh, tortilla chips, crumple up the lime tortilla chips, put them in a bowl, smoky almonds, and then the sugar cookie M&Ms. Put them in a bowl and mix them all together. And I will eat those as I write. Okay, that's fine. That's better than fish eyes. I'm good. Okay. I was oh, concerned God, no, for a I... minute. Yeah, the, we had a girl. She was like, oh, I li- I'm so boring. Oh, okay. No, I got one. It's a guilty pleasure. I'm like, all right, cool. This is going to be awesome. What? She's like, I like to eat fish eyes. And I was like, excuse me? What? Like, I'm excuse sorry, what? me, ma'am. She did. I was like, so do you just grab a fish and like dig in there? And then I had to, I, I got told I had to copy. No, yeah. No, I lost I it a little no. bit. No, no I'll do it that. It happens now. to be. 
how they cook the fish in their anyway. It's, yeah, it, it, there was a process, but it was there a was whole a thing. process. It wasn't like she dug in and, and grabbed a fish and okay. then just gouged it. Okay, are what is one of your foods? You are so like uber mine. Oh no, yeah. I eat weird shit all the time. Okay, so I like to take cream cheese, put it on ham, put a pickle in it, roll it up and eat it. I like to put pickles on on top of Doritos and eat them. I will sit and eat like an entire thing of like salami with peanut butter. Um, I do all kinds of weird shit. It's pretty much ninety percent of my diet. Just Would you food. like to know the weird things that are my go-to snacks? Yes, of course. Okay. So the, I don't know that this one's terribly weird, but it goes kind of along with it. I love potato chips in sour cream or cottage cheese. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you dip a potato chip in sour cream and or cottage cheese on at the same time, I love that. I also okay. love getting like cheese sticks or little cutout slices of cheese and putting peanut butter on them. <laughs> really? Yeah. My mom yeah. used to do that. I love that. Like, I don't know what it is about that, but I absolutely love it. I also love potato chips dipped in chocolate. Oh, that absolutely. I, I do that for funsies all the time. Or bacon, like instead of pretzels. Bacon dipped in chocolate. No, I've never never bacon dipped in chocolate. By the way, that is probably one of the greatest things in the entire universe. Bacon really? dipped in chocolate. I've never done that. No. Yeah. But you have to dip it in like actual chocolate and not like chocolate frosting, which what I'm not going to lie. I, I, I wouldn't hey, have thought of the frosting. Hey, but thank this you for is judgment. Wait, 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 wait. Did you melt the frosting first? Um, first or did you all, just go? No, if you have Duncan Hines frosting in a container, you do not, you just need to open it. No. Okay, Erica, next time let me tell you. Because I ran out of chocolate one time, right? So this is what I did. I took the entire thing of chocolate frosting that was supposed to be made for cupcakes that I was helping somebody make. And I melted it because if you heat the pre-made frosting up, if you don't make it yourself, if you heat up it up in the microwave, it literally, it becomes liquid. It's like water. So you mix it all together. You can dip things the exact same way you would with chocolate. Changed my life. Well, I I'm not going to lie, though, much. because I have a problem where if I get a milk chocolate Duncan Hines frosting, I will eat it. So my friend, Brandy, I'm calling you out, Brand. I know you listen, makes, she's a cake maker. She's um, and called Enchanted Flower is her bakery. It's in Pennsylvania. And she makes the most delicious dark chocolate frosting. And when she makes it, she always makes a little extra and saves. So when I go up there, I will sit on her couch. Not going to lie. This is my guilty pleasure. PJ's, this dark chocolate frosting with potato chips on the side, watching Twilight. Because I don't know why, for whatever reason, that's my guilty Erica. pleasure. I just would like a judgment-free zone, right? Are you telling me that, like, you physically choose You're to watch Twilight? Twilight and, like, you have hid this from I am not a fan. Like, this I just movie feel irritates like... the shit out of me. <laughs> no, you sound like a Twihard. It, it does. It does. I do a really good impersonation with my friend Susie. I should record it sometime. Of <laughs> any interaction Bella has with... Um, Edward. That should be your uh, where he acts like he's he smelled the most foul thing in the world, but he says it's the most amazing thing no, that he's ever we smelled. We do this thing where she she stands the there broker. like this. She's like, <laughs> like just biting <laughs> her lips, and I just keep walking up and going, "We can't be friends." And then away, and I'm like, "You shouldn't talk to me." <laughs> Walk away, like we shouldn't be near each other. 
I, but but Bella just got an Oscar nomination, so let's keep that in mind. You know, I don't think she is necessarily. Um, and you know what? It was a very popular series, and it did open like Vampire Diaries wasn't what it was until Twilight. As much as I, I do not like this story. There's a lot about it that irritates me. I never watched the third movie because it's fucking stupid. Or yeah. Um, I think that I will give her credit that she opened up a genre for a lot of readers that didn't have that genre that opened it for a lot of young adult readers that didn't have supernaturals. So I will, as much as I'm, and I would like to yes. know as many books as Stephanie Myers. I'm just going to throw that out there. I just like how you slid in the fact she opened up a lot of options for people who didn't watch supernatural. Like you just, did you I say supernatural? It. Yes, you did. I've been re-watching Supernatural. Oh, I just want to say, I, I love that show, but let me just say how many times that they go, because you're my brother. And th this is the other one. I used to make it fun of that all the time. Why don't you, can say, because why don't you're you my just brother talk to me? That's the entire show is them going, because you're my brother. And going, why did you, you just talk, talk to me? And then this one. Must be honest with me, Sam. You're my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I... I I love that show. No like, I, I, I absolutely Castiel. Every time he shows up, I. You know what the funniest part is? If you, I've rewatched this many times. I know Cr has. I'm sure you have been. Yeah, but oh god, listen to Castiel. Like half of the times in the world would be a completely different fucking. Absolutely. He comes absolutely. in and he's like. Dean, you should really do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And Dean's like, I'm going to go do the exact opposite. Sam's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, like, so a bitch, if you want to take it 30 seconds, bro, Sam wouldn't be in trouble. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Dean, I can't help you with this. You need to stay away. Well, I'm going. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, cool. You know what? I was just waiting for the day. I was waiting for the day. Cash was like, you know what, guys? Fine. Fuck you then. It's <laughs> just like, peace out. And just like, leave. Kept coming and be back. done. It was I like an abusive say, relationship. I just rewatched one of my favorite episodes. I realized it's the one where they cross over into what our world is, and they're on that yes, one. And the Ruby Doo one is my favorite. I love this. Did you marry Ruby? <laughs> and I absolutely love the one where they're doing a play at the school about. <gasps> yes, and, and they gay? and they're like, "Who's oh, that?" And they're like, "That's God. Adam. He's still in the cage with Lucifer." We watch that video all the time, and the guys are just like. Oh, that's right. Those facers. I gotta say that that series actually was pretty badass. Um, they 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 did a very good job of not taking themselves too seriously. Yes, yes that's did. very very true. Very true. Okay, that we was... got so off topic here. Yeah, so off topic. What's the What's the next question? Okay, Cr, you have to have the final question because we're off topic and over time. All right, last question. The craziest question I can think of. What is one thing that everybody should do in their lifetime? And don't do anything cliche and like live your life, go to the seven world wonders, like something super awesome. No. Uh, some, write a book. No, um, don't do that. Uh, let me think. <laughs> something, scare the hell out of yourself. Like you should really do something that scares you. If okay, you I was going to say, like, go to a haunted house? or No, like, you should no, do okay. something that scares you. I think if okay. you don't do anything that scares you, then you're not pushing yourself. I think, like, you have to get that rush of something that scares you just to know that you're pushing yourself. 
Um, it doesn't mean, and that's whatever it is to you. Like that's something, that's something different to everybody. I don't mean like go bungee jumping or go skydiving, just do something that scares you. Sometimes it might just be asking somebody out. It might just be something like getting up and singing karaoke. I don't know. Whatever that is to you, just push yourself and try something different. I think that's something. Conference. Hey, I did that. And I talked to a stalker and Corey had to pull me away from somebody trying to drag me away. Like I did good. Then you are ahead of the game. <laughs> You're no, ahead of I, the I, game, girl. I, I love that you said that because I have a firm belief that you should treat life as an adventure in a game and whatever memories you want to have at the end of it are what you should be creating every single day. And it's not working nine to five at some fucking company. You're not going to sit in a chair in your old age going, you know what? I work nine to five at blah, blah, blah company. Nobody's going to fucking want to remember that shit. I, I think what it is, is um, for me, and this is take the advice however you want to take it, you know, but um, I remember sitting at my, at my interview for, um, nurse practitioner school and that's I was set on going I had interviewed at PA school or before at PA school I went to NP first and um it was going really bad I mean like tanking like there was no way I was getting in the head of the department hated my guts was clear the doctor that was sitting on the panel was like even looking at me like girl this ain't happening honey like even she was watching this interview like shit and it was getting to the point where I just didn't even care anymore because it was getting bad. And as I was sitting there, I got a migraine that my eyes were tearing. It was so bad. And finally, I was like, I got to just end this thing and get the hell out of here. And the woman who was interviewing me finally got mad. And she said, well, you're an LPN. And we all know what LPN stands for. Let's play nurse to where RN stands for real nurse. And the doctor got offended. And I was like, this is not happening. The interview was over. She wouldn't even shake my hand. She turned her back to me. I went to the doctor. Doctor shook my hand and was like, are you okay? I said, I just got a migraine. I got to get out of here. She was like, you should really apply to PA school. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I left. I went home. My dog was going crazy, jumping on me, my little Yorkie. And I'm like, I really don't feel good. I felt something in the back of my head, like somebody hit me inside my brain with a baseball bat. It dropped me to my knee. I lifted my head up. My eye was drooping. My mouth was drooping. My husband's like, it looks like your face is melting. I'm like, I think I'm having a stroke. We got to go to the hospital. Got to the hospital. They said, it's not a stroke. It's a complex migraine. They did a CAT scan. They came back and said, you need to go see a neurologist. And I was like, okay, you know, like whatever. The doctor I was working for, I had my test results sent there. She called me and she's like, um, what did they tell you? I said, having a complex migraine. She's like, you have a brain aneurysm. She's like, I don't know why they let you leave. Like, you need to go see. I went and saw a neurologist. Turned out I had a dilated infundibulum. I had it since birth. The most people who have what I have die before they're six, or it starts changing past 40. Mine decided to start changing at that moment. And I was like, oh, okay. Saw the neurologist, and he was like, okay, this is the deal. This is what you do. And I'm like, I'm going to PA school. I'm going to med school. I'm going, I'm do this. And he was like, no, you have to like watch your stress level. You have to do this. You have to do that. So and you I'm chose like, to I do an get- offer? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was like, I've been getting hit in the head for years. 
from fighting. And they were like, yeah, that probably actually, like your martial arts kept your blood pressure down, did this, did that. And they were like, you have to change your life now. And I was like, oh, and that's when my patient who inspired my stories was like, are you going to go write that book now? He's like, because you're not going to PA school. Stupid me still applied, tried to like go to med school and do all this other shit and was like, no, I'm still going to, you know, I'm going to take the logical route. At the end of the day, here I am. And the universe had other plans for me, obviously. But nobody's going to remember if I was a good PA or a good NP. But now my words are on paper. And there's somebody's life I'm touching, even in a very small way, versus stressing myself out in healthcare right now, especially with everything that's going on. I would have graduated just as COVID was hitting. I would have been in the middle of COVID as all of this crap was going down. So it's like, things have a way of just working out. So I think you just have to take a leap of faith and do something that scares you. And becoming an author scared the crap out of me. But in the end, there's authors. Every every book, every time. And book four is coming out. Book four is coming out and I'm going to blow the veil up again because that's what authors do. Uh, We blow things up, we create them, and then we blow them up, and then we create something new, and we keep doing it. And I keep scaring myself every time, but it lets me know I'm here. And I think that's what we do. That is awesome. Okay, how do people find you? Uh, Birthofthefay.com is my website, fourhorsemanpublications.com under our authors, and Instagram, birthofthefaynovel, birthofthefay underscore novel, or Twitter, birthofthefay. And then you can check out all things Bay at birthdayfay.com again. We're riding with the horsemen. I love that you keep saying that. <laughs> you guys, check out Danielle's books. They're amazing. Check out the covers. That is her on the cover. And you should be wowed by every single one you've seen. This has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Greece. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been the amazing CR Rice. He's been laughing at me this entire fucking episode. And our guest out of love. <laughs> I know it's out of love. I've been ridiculous. Our guest has been Danielle Orsino, and she is amazing. Check her out. And our sponsor is Skunk Brothers Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. Check them out. They're veteran owned. They're, um, they're originally moonshiners, and now they're doing the weekly, so it's pretty fucking badass. So check it out, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.